Have you ever wondered what goes on behind the scenes of your daily commute? Or how transportation impacts the community you call home? Maybe you want to explore outside your community and don't know where to start. Well, you're in luck because this is where you hop on. I'm Brittany Hoffman. And I'm Madeline Phipps. We work in communications for Valley Metro, and together we'll discover all the ways that public transit enhances lives across the cities we serve. And we might even make some new friends along the way. Welcome to Storylines. Hey, Maddie. Hey, Brittany. Do you know what's right around the corner? Thanksgiving, I believe. Oh, yeah. And what's our favorite topic to talk about at Thanksgiving dinner? Tips for how to not bring up politics with your family members during the meal. You got it. And we're definitely not talking politics here. We're talking food. Oh, that's right. The other major thing that we talk about at Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, yeah. And we get lots of food. There's all the fixins. And guess what else has lots of food options, Maddie? You tell me. Traveling through the light rail corridor. You have options in Phoenix, Tempe, and Mesa to choose from. The possibilities are endless. And don't forget the streetcar. So there's even more rail-adjacent food in Tempe to check out, too. All of this talk about food is making me very hungry. Okay, well, you're about to get even hungrier because we are talking with one of the OG food bloggers here in the Phoenix area. He has been riding light rail since it opened and combining that with his love of food, too. So let's hear from our special guest. Hi, my name is David Bickford, and... My real job is as the director of a college library. But the reason we're talking today is because as a hobby in my spare time, I write a blog called PHX Rail Food, which is a guide to good eating along the light rail and streetcar lines in Phoenix, Tempe, and Mesa. And you can find that at phxrailfood.com. Awesome. So how often and where do you use transit? I use it weekdays as part of my commute. Usually it's a mixed mode commute involving some bike riding some distance and light rail the rest of the way into my office downtown. On weekends as a family, we'll sometimes use it to go to events in downtown Phoenix or downtown Tempe, where it's often the most efficient way to get places. All right. So Moving over to the blog, how did you decide to start this blog? What inspired you to have this project? So to understand that, we have to go back to 2007. And at that time, light rail was still under construction here in Phoenix. That hadn't even opened. That didn't occur till late 2008. But I was reading a lot of food blogs. I knew some friends who were doing it. I was active in a community of online food discussion. And I was looking to do something of my own along those lines. I wanted to sort of have my own angle and not copy everyone else. And I thought, how can I combine an interest in rail transit and urban vitality with an interest in food? And I said, well, this project, this massive public works project is pretty far along and it's gonna open soon. Why not see if I can synthesize the two? And so here I am 15 years later, and I'm a stubborn person, and I haven't stopped. 
Wow, that's quite an accomplishment. So you've actually been blogging alongside the light rail as it's grown up in the valley. Yeah, and it has varied in its intensity. There have been times when life has just gotten busy and I've had to go a month or two without even giving it a thought. There are other times when I've been able to keep up a pretty good cadence of posting one review per week, which is kind of the ideal I shoot for. I know because it's a hobby rather than a job that I can take a break, come back to it as needed, but I've never wanted to walk away from it entirely. That's so good to hear because there are plenty of more places for you to explore as you know, the landscape of food ever changes and our expanding system will obviously include more food in the future. So how did you decide on food? You said you're in a food community. So what really piqued your interest? Well, it's as basic as I enjoy eating. <laughs> and I particularly enjoy trying new foods. I mean, one of the other reasons that I started the blog was I found that my wife and I were tending to go to the same favorite restaurants over and over again, and they were great places, but I wanted to sort of prod myself to be a little more adventurous, to get out of my comfort zone, try some new places, some new types of food. And so I was also inspired by Jonathan Gold. He was a food critic in Los Angeles. He wrote for LA Weekly and the LA Times, and he had this project back in 1998 where he decided to try every restaurant on Pico Boulevard, which in Los Angeles is a very diverse corridor with representation of cuisines from all over the world in different storefronts and strip malls along that street. And so I thought that's kind of the way to give yourself a means of trying a lot of things, to just kind of say, I want to go from end to end along a certain corridor. In this case, it's rail transit rather than a street, but it's a similar idea. So, of course, the light rail travels within the valley, but specifically in Phoenix, Tempe, and Mesa. Are there certain characteristics that you've noticed about the restaurants in those different cities? I have, and they've changed over the 15 years. So, thinking about when I started in downtown Phoenix, it was a lot of places that catered to the weekday lunch crowd. They were open maybe from 11 to 3. They served really good food, and then they were completely dark nights and weekends. In Tempe, it was more international, more diverse, along Apache Boulevard in particular, with lots of Middle Eastern and Asian restaurants. And then in Mesa, you were just beginning to see the first signs of that Asian district around Dobson Road beginning to emerge. So now, having seen that transformed over a decade and a half, in downtown Phoenix, now, I would say it's almost the opposite. There are a lot of new places that don't serve lunch at all. They're focused on dinner, and they're more nighttime spots because downtown Phoenix is much more alive at night. In Tempe, you still have that international flair, but you also had a lot, of more, a lot more development along Apache, so that has sort of created some new opportunities. And the Asian district in Mesa has just exploded with so many new places. And downtown Mesa has come into its own. That was added to light rail a little later, I think around 2016. And that has just become a really interesting place as well. You have obviously seen so much change throughout the valley. What's the biggest surprise that you've seen throughout the corridor? I think I never expected that downtown Mesa would have as many breweries, 
and kind of beer and cocktail-oriented places as it has now. I think that there are a lot of stereotypes about Mesa in terms of being you know, very conservative or sort of dry town. And it's still a very family-friendly place. I mean, I like to take my kids to the museums in downtown Mesa, but it also has a nightlife scene now too, which is and sort of adult beverages, and it's really nice. If you had family or friends come visit from out of town, is there somewhere you would take them for like the quintessential take the light rail to a restaurant experience? Yeah, it sort of depends on what I know the tastes and the interests of the people to be. But but let's say that they're, they've never been to Phoenix and they want a bit of Phoenix history. You know, you could go to the Stockyards, which is by the 50th Street Washington Station, or Durant's near Encano Central Station, because those are both these steakhouses that have been around for decades. And all sorts of deal-making has gone on within their walls. There's all sorts of history on the walls, different pictures, different photographs of events over the years. So that might be a good way to situate them in the history of Phoenix. Then if I wanted to give them a little contrast to say that was then and this is now, this is the present of what a dynamic and diverse metropolitan area we've become, then I might say, let's go over to West Mesa and go someplace in the Asian district. Like there's a restaurant, Shangzi. It's on the northeast corner, I believe, of Dobson and Maine near the Sycamore Station. And there you get this regional Chinese food or even the food court in the H Mart supermarket on the other side of Main Street there with a lot of different Korean foods. So that would show kind of a more modern emphasis. And the final thing I'd add is if we can talk about future rail corridors under construction, I definitely say go down to South Phoenix and go to some of the places there that reflect the strong Hispanic traditions in food that exist in our city. You kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, some of your inspirations on, you know, where you find ideas to go to these different restaurants, but do you have like a list you're ready to attack and go visit all these places or is it more spur of the moment? How do you decide which ones you're going to cover? So in the same kind of wonky fashion that I blog about all this, I also maintain all these lists on Google Maps, all these like want to go lists and they're segmented. So I'll have one for South Central. I'll have one for the Capitol. I'll have one for Mesa Asian District, one for Tempe, et cetera, one for 19th Ave. and that helps me keep track of places that I have not tried, but I want to try at some point. How I act on those lists, I, you know, it's not always systematic. It may be opportunity. It may be, am I doing something in that part of town and I have a free hour for lunch? And I'll look and say, okay, on that list, what two or three places are nearby and take advantage of that. But definitely keeping lists, working through them, that is how I keep myself going. So do you have any idea how many restaurants you've covered and written about in 15 years? So currently posted on the site, there are just over 200. I believe it's 209 as of this moment. However, keeping in mind that some places are no longer around or have completely changed what they are, and so I may have deleted prior posts and replaced them with new ones, I'd say actually written over the years, it would be at least 300, maybe 400. You know, it's a larger number. 
and then some of the older ones fall off or replaced by newer ones. Mm-hmm. It's currently at about just over 200. What's next on your list or which ones are you looking forward to? Well, I've gotten kind of interested in African food, which is a type of food that is traditionally underrepresented in the United States in general and in Phoenix in particular. Obviously, we have strong African traditions in different American regional cuisines. That's just the legacy of hundreds of years of slavery and the impact that that had on food. But actual food that is a representation of what would be cooked in Africa today. There are two places, for example. There's one at Park Central, a place called West Hut, which serves food from Ghana, I believe. And then up on 19th Avenue, there's a place called Authentic Liberian Cuisine. So I have very little experience with authentic African food, and I'm just now beginning to explore that and enjoy that. So I hope to emerge from that a little more knowledgeable. Have you ever had a bad meal at a restaurant? And if so, would you still review it or would you just not post that one? So because I'm not doing this with a budget provided by a newspaper or some media organization, I'm I'm paying for my own food. And that provides the main rationale why I would not post a scathing review. Because if I go once or twice and it's terrible... I'm not going to go the third and the fourth time needed to get a complete picture and describe it accurately. I'm just going to bail on it. I'm just going to say, that's not for me. I'm not going to come back. Maybe I'll try again in a few years and see if it's any better. So I do sometimes write where I think there are strengths and weaknesses on a menu. Like this place does this well, but not really this other part of the menu. And you can skip that. I will say that. But if an experience isn't an overall net positive for me, then I'm probably not going to keep going back enough times to write something thorough enough to be worthy of posting. Plus, I'm an optimistic type of guy, so I don't like to say mean things, you know. That's fair. (laughs) Well, and I was going to say, what a nice, like, pleasant way to promote them and your experiences as well, because there are some times where you go to a restaurant and they have something that's so amazing and you want to go back every time, but everything else you're just like, eh, I could skip it. Yeah. So what a positive outlook. Is there anything else that you wanted to add or share about this project? The one thing I'd share is that, you know, certainly I know people who are enthusiastic transit users. I know people who don't use it at all. People have a variety of opinions on light rail and light rail expansion. I think what is important to remember is that any place that, whether you hear about it from me or from any other source, if it sounds good, go there. No matter how you go, even if you're driving your big SUV, (laughs) go. Because those places are adding to the vitality of our city by being in a sort of urban development corridor, which is what light rail represents above and beyond its role as a transportation medium. And it's also... It's a place just to sort of a common ground where the the city comes together at different places. So I think that, you know, if it's not convenient for you to take the train to a particular restaurant, but you hear about it and you want to go there any other way, ride your bike, drive your car, whatever works, I think it's still worth the exploring. Maddie, David said it so perfectly. Downtown Mesa is poppin' now. 
Before light rail, it was a little hum and drum, and now light rail has brought so much vitality to that area, including all the breweries, cocktails, and new hot places that you want to try food. Okay, so do you have a favorite restaurant in downtown Mesa that you want to tell me about? Of course I do, Maddie. It's called Worth Takeaway. And one of my favorite things about it is they also use local places in the valley to get some of their materials. All of their dishes include at least one local company to support that meal. So it's a great collaboration between shopping small, staying local, and of course, it's delicious food. That's actually really similar to my favorite restaurant on the light rail. I just went there actually with my family to celebrate my birthday a couple weeks ago. Perception, which is on Central Ave, is just a little bit south of Camelback, but they change up their menu almost every week. All of their food is sourced from local Arizona growers or butchers, and the desserts are to die for. So I would highly recommend them. Desserts, you've got me hooked. I'm in. Coming up after the break, we're going to hear from some of our riders about their favorite spots to hit up along the light rail corridor. Are you considering a job move? Want to join an organization that supports our local communities? Join the team at Valley Metro by going to valleymetro.org careers. If you see something, say something. Valley Metro Rail has a security and safety app called Alert VM, where you can report issues directly to dispatch and receive service notifications. Download it now from the Google Play or the Apple App Store. For more information, visit valleymetro.org alertvm. Everyone has the right to feel safe on Valley Metro bus, rail, streetcar, and paratransit services. That's why we developed the Respect the Ride program. Learn all about it at valleymetro.org slash respect the ride. All one word. You already heard Maddie and I's favorite restaurants along the rail line. So what do our riders think of taking rail to different restaurants? Let's hear from them and their favorite places to check out. My name is Seth. Do you have any favorite places to eat on the light rail? Like Chico Malo. Any favorite dishes from there? The shrimp tostadas. My name is Peter. So do you have any places like to eat off the light rail? Fair Trade Cafe. They have good coffee and good ice cream. Rocky, Rocky Hudson. I like the IHOP down in the central there. Any pancakes or particular dishes you like to grab from the IHOP? Eggs and bacon. Eggs and bacon. My name's Sabrina. There's a lot of great places to eat. I'm a biggie for breakfasty type morning stuff. I like to go over to, actually slightly off the beaten path at Crazy Jim's. Off of, like, it's just like 4th and Washington, kind of kitty corner from the Phoenix Courthouse. I like their pancakes in the mornings. And if I go over for lunch, they make some really good foods over there. Their burgers are really good. They have fish tacos. Kathleen Murgon. I just dried it to come from my house to work, so I have been to Serafina. But I don't think I've been anywhere else downtown. I've only been doing this for two months. So as I expand, I'll probably find some place. Douglas. And is there any place you like to eat around the light room? Yeah, the wing stop over there on 7th Avenue. What wings do you like to grab from there? Mango habanero, bone-in, all drums. David, I mainly use it for work, to and from work. But I know there are plenty of places to stop. Sometimes I stop up at 3rd and 
Jefferson to walk over to a Kettle Black, which is a pub, which is a real nice place. Good food, good drinks. Other fish and chips is great. And they pour really good Guinness, so that's, that's important. Uh, my name is Ryan Engel. Right here down in is a place right over here called Thai Basil. And they have some really awesome Thai food. I like to go there. And there's another one up here in the street, Durant's. I go there every once in a while. They have a cut of steak called the Delmonico, and it's kind of one of the only places you can get it in the valley. The Thai basil, I end up liking the, the Tom Ka and the, um, the Drunken Noodles, what it's called. Bad Thai noodles. Sterling, Whirly. I like Lenny's. Lenny's is good. They have good food. Burgers and hot dogs and stuff like that, it's good. Alero, Mill. And what are your favorite places to eat while off the light rail? Fez. And when I go downtown to, I guess I would say, all the restaurants near the arena. Is there any favorite dishes you like to grab from there? Hamburger, fries, sometimes steak. Can't go wrong with that. Thank you very much. You were right, Maddie. All this talk about food has made me even more hungry. Now I need to choose which place on the rail line I'm going to go get my next lunch. All the more reason why we should wrap this thing up and close out episode 16 of Storylines. But before we do, David mentioned heading down to the South Central Phoenix Corridor, and we have a great opportunity for you to do that. On December 3rd from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m., we are hosting the Fiesta on Central Ave. We're featuring several of the South Central Phoenix businesses where we're currently building our light rail extension at that event. It's going to be fun for the whole family. There'll be a lot of great foods to try, games, and also maybe an appearance from Santa Claus, but it's just a rumor I heard. Well, that sounds like a jolly holiday to me. And if there's going to be food, count me in. That's all for this episode of Storylines. But don't forget to subscribe. That way you never miss an episode. And when you do, don't forget to rate and review us as well. For Valley Metro, I'm Madeline. I'm Brittany. Thanks for riding with us. We'll meet you at the next stop. Storylines is produced by Peter Corkery, Alex Sotsos, and Dane Riles. Taylor Dunn is the executive producer. I'm Madeline Phipps with Brittany Hoffman. Thanks for listening. <laughs>